Welcome to Positive Minds Only Podcast. This is your host, Ken Kenneth McKinney, and we back with another episode. Before we get this podcast started, uh, first I want to give a shout out to everybody that's been supporting this podcast by donations, by uh, listening, by sharing, uh, by liking. Uh, to everybody, I just want to say thank you, uh, and I hope that y'all can continue to do that. But if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, make sure you go scroll to the bottom. Make sure you rate this podcast, give it a thumbs up, give it five stars, whatever. Uh, and if you don't like it, then don't rate it. But for those that do like the podcast and then you're listening to it from Apple specifically, can you please rate the podcast? Thank you. And today, uh, also, I want to get a mention. Today, give notice to your ancestors and your guardian angels. Like, just make, like, tell them what's up. Let them know uh, you know they're with you. Uh, Because they want y'all to communicate with them more. And they want me to speak on it more. So, hey. Tap in with your ancestors, your spirit team. I promise they're going to protect you. If you literally, I mean, if you ask them. Most of the time, ancestors and your spirit, your guardian angels don't work for you because you don't ask them to do nothing. You have to ask them to uh, whatever it is that you need. They're not going to just do it. <laughs> you have to ask. They need your permission. So now that you know, use your spirit team. And to get into the podcast now, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing it right now. Probably because something probably going to happen in the future. But this episode is about how to survive being black. No, how I survived being black in America. And this topic is on race, obviously. <laughs> and let's just give me a back history on like a little where I come from of course if you've been tuned in to me for a while now you know where I come from but this is just for the people who's just now listening today uh you come from Gary Indiana uh predominantly black I didn't know I didn't have any white friends I had some white teachers as a matter of fact my favorite teacher of all time was my third grade teacher Miss Buchanan she was a white teacher so I never knew racism. Racism. They taught it in the books and stuff. They always taught us about slavery, but I never dealt with racism up front as a child growing up. I didn't know. Uh, I thought racism was over. I just thought it was in the books. I didn't know it was still going on until I got. I was an adult and I went into the military, the Marines. And the first racism I dealt with. It wasn't even bad racism, as a matter of fact. It was me in the boot camp, and I was the only black guy in my platoon with 80 or 90 other different people, and they was, like, predominantly white or Hispanic. So the drill instructor, he made sure that uh, it. I felt like it wasn't a racist going on. Like, he made sure, like, I, I knew I can come to him, if anything, but he separated me from the rest of the uh, platoon by doing favors for me like he would 
call me into the uh, the office and let me watch Dave Chappelle and give me snacks and stuff. And in boot camp, like that's unheard of. You don't get that treatment. So as a black guy, I didn't know that this was the case. I just thought he was just uh, he he wanted to be cool, but I I didn't. I still didn't understand. Like he was trying to make sure I felt safe. He didn't want me to. It was like he was trying to shield me from any racism that can possibly happen by uh, taking me under his wing. And like I said, well, that ain't kind of racist, but that was the first time I experienced like somebody treated me different because of my skin color. And it was in my favor. So the next time I would deal with racism was I was still in the Marines. But this time I was again, uh, I wasn't in boot camp anymore. And. I was at the ATM and these white dudes, just a group of white dudes just came behind me and one just started yapping off at the mouth and he was saying some racist shit, but you could tell he was drunk. So me and my, I was by myself, I'm prepared to fight if it come down to it, but his homies, like they backed him off of it. So I'm like, that was the second time I dealt with racism. And then the third and fourth time is actually when I moved to Las Vegas and and it was this it was like the same two the same case but two different times and two different people and both times it was women and it was white or one was white and the other one she was like probably mexican or uh indian i don't know but what was going on was they was asking everybody for money like they was homeless women and they was asking everybody for for money and one of them i mean not one of them but both times they looked at me and then they just w- walked right right on by and then just kept asking everybody else for money so the first time i kind of got a little irritated because i actually had the money and if she had to ask me for the money i would have gave it to her so i'm like man well fuck you if you don't need my, i mean if if you don't want to ask me because i'm black or you don't think i got the money but like dang like who are you to be racist at this point like there shouldn't even be no you if you're poor there's no point in being racist you don't control nothing like you you don't make nothing move you don't have no power like so i didn't understand it it was both times that was the case and it happened in las vegas so uh like i said i don't even know why i'm talking about uh this episode of me how to survive being black how i survived being black because i wrote this down uh a while ago probably uh in march i have had this written down before all the uh, uh stuff with george floyd and uh brianna taylor i had already had this list wrote down on how i survived being black i just never talked about it and this brings me to the last one before I actually get into it. Uh, I was walking my dog, Paulo, and this white lady was coming towards me. And this is it's getting dark, but it's still light. And me, I always hear about when black people are on the same side as a white person. The white person usually uh, cross the street. So in my head, I'm thinking, OK, let me cross the street before she crossed the street. But that wasn't the case like i was trying to cross the street but my dog he was still trying walking towards the white lady and she actually bent down and started petting my dog and what's crazy is she was like is your dog a pekingese 
and we just bought the dog like in uh june like offline from a dude who uh who the owner had got too old so the uh, son was like we can't ain't no point in having a dog no more so he sold us the dog for 80 dollars but he didn't tell us what the dog was he we basically we knew nothing so when she said this like is your dog a picking these first thing i was like okay she must know something because if a, a white lady bent down to pet my dog and she came up with this weird name because i never knew what the, i never heard of of, of a Pekingese. and once i researched it i'm like oh shit this she actually gave me the information to what my dog was and the whole time i'm trying to cross the street so i don't even interact with this lady but i guess that was me being racist this last time but still it's because of everything that i've heard or everything that i've seen on tv that's dealt with racism or like that's what i was brainwashed to think or to do at that moment but yeah she told me what my dog was and for like four months i didn't know what kind of dog he was i was like he's something i don't know what he is but when i researched him he he's of a royal bloodline like he's stubborn like he all the attributes that he has i have those same attributes he is he even has uh elongated jaw so that means his teeth sticks out uh, like out of his mouth and that's uh that's i i mean that's a disability i also have a gap in my mouth well he doesn't have a gap but it's, it's just his mouth his teeth that sticks out my mouth always stuck out because people always notice my gap but still i was like oh snaps the dog that i got is exactly like me he acts like me like literally he's always around me he he eat only like once a day i only eat like once a day and like he just be chill and he hard-headed and i know i'm hard-headed because my spirit guys be in spirit team be telling me to do stuff all the time or they be giving me signs and i do not be paying attention or I'd be like, yeah, but I don't want to do it. And then I, eventually I do it. But anyways, how I survive being black. And this is my list. Uh, and it's not numbers or it don't take us by what order it's in or of how important it, it is. Because this is just what I noticed, how I've always been throughout my journey and my interaction with police, with white people, with whatever. Like this is just how I see the world and how I've managed to wiggle through to get to where I am now. So this may not work for everybody else, but this will work for me. And the first thing that's on my list is I always look presentable as if I'm addressing the world. So when I try to go out, I mean, sometimes lately I've been going out bummy, but usually when I go out, I dress well. I don't dress with my pants sagging. I never go out with my pants sagging. Like I never like how when you go in the hood and people dress, you, it's the way people dress in the hood. I, I don't go out like that. I always try to dress be, to Angel always say this. What if somebody notice us? And up until this point, ain't too many people notice me. But still, we always dress for the occasion. Like just in case, what if somebody notice us? So I always try to look presentable. I always dress. I don't dress like nobody else. I have my own style of dressing. I don't, I'm not too flashy. Like I, I try to dress professional, if anything. I got a polo on, 
some jeans and like I even wear slacks like and some dress shoes sometimes but I always try to look pre uh, presentable because I don't want to look threatening to somebody else like when it when when I go out I don't want to seem like I'm a threat I want to be able to blend in I want to be able to move around uh, peacefully and without no problems and it's worked for me to up until this point but another thing uh, that's on my list is I seek more knowledge so and I know what does knowledge have to do with staying alive and being black but the more you know the more you grow and the less you know like it's easy to get caught up in the system it's a lot of black people that's caught up in the system for not knowing just not having information or, or just having more information having more ways to get out of the hood if they knew it was a way more than selling drugs or whatever it is that landed them in prison I'm pretty sure they would have took it that way so my thing is always seek knowledge I always want to learn more if anything I'm in the house I'm learning if I'm not on this podcast I'm learning something every single day and it's, it's worked for me to this point like every time I go out I'm good because I know if I, how to deal with the police like I know my rights <laughs> I know the law because I learned the law and I know what to do I know how to put my hands on the stairway I know how to be respectful I, even if it came down to it I know how to not to talk to the police I know how to wait for my lawyer if anything was to go down so seek knowledge that's what I do I always seek knowledge another thing on my list is understand who you are in the, the pros and the cons so as a black man I understand that I could look threatening to a white person who all they see on TV is negative stereotypes about black people I also understand that as a black man I'm powerful I also know like there there's a reason to be scared of me there's a reason to be scared of a, a smart intelligent black man even though that's not my intention to be doing negative I'm not out here trying to my goal is not to try to overthrow anybody I don't give a fuck what, <laughs> what y'all got going I mean I don't care what uh, I don't care about what the elites got going on. I don't care that y'all people feel like they're enslaved or stuck. My goal is to free myself, free my family, free those that's around me. Like, that's it. And to live my life. I, like I said, I always tell you, Earth is a school for me. So, learn. I always think about learning. I'm not out here with negative mindset going out. Just be aware of who you are at all times understand the way you look can literally make a person fear for their life me i'm luckily to be five seven i'm not like six foot six three muscled out i think that's why i don't work out because i don't want people to be like oh shit i got a fear for my life when this when he's around i don't that's not the, uh, what i want to portray so Maybe that's why I don't work out. But anyways, on to the next thing. Realize there are other ways to be successful besides rapping, playing sports, and selling drugs. And the reason I say that, not because I didn't become any of those, is because that's how the world wants to see. That's that's how they look at you. When white people see successful black people, the first thing they think is he either rap 
he played basketball or he may be doing something illegal so realize there's so many things you can do to become successful become rich do it is like i i'm doing it a different route i couldn't do none of those things i, I can play basketball but i'm five seven ain't no way in hell i wasn't trying i was i'm trying to make the nba i that was never my goal i never thought like oh shit i can see myself in the nba one day that never ran across my mind not once also i i don't rap uh sometimes i'll feel like freestyling i feel like i can do it i feel like it's a easy way to get money because it is like people is making four two minute songs and they making millions off of it. so i'm like i could easily do it especially with my past life like i was into music but i'm like nope don't want to take it that route i don't want to be seen as a rapper i don't want to uh, people like uh, uh, look at me with a stigma because when you look at a rapper, it's a certain stigma that comes with being a rapper. Most of the times, people have a negative mindset when it comes to that. Not all rappers are negative. Uh, I mean, are flashy or uh, about having girls, jewelry, cars, clothes. Not all rappers are like that. But when you see a rapper, that's what you expect. That's what you we, we glorify. We glorify the rapper with all the change, the girls, the money. Was showing the money, the cars, but there's people that are super rich, and they they could be flashy, and you would never know who they are. Like you would never know how much they have, and they black people. Like there's successful black billionaires that you. It, Robert Johnson is one of them, and that's funny because my past life I was Robert Robert Johnson, but the guy who created BET, his name was Robert Johnson. He sold BET for like three three billion dollars, but most people don't know who Robert Johnson is. <laughs> it's a, some more uh, billionaires that is not in the entertainment industry, and they don't care about being flashy. Nobody wants that pressure on them. I mean, some people do. Some people want the fame. I, sometimes I argue with myself, like, do I want to be famous or would I rather still uh, be where I'm at? Nah, I never say I want to be where I'm at now. I always want to take it to the next level without... Uh, I don't want to be worldwide famous. I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Like I said, I'd be contradicting myself. I'm. I'm it's... A battle in my head is two people that be arguing like yes i want the fame i want all the glory but it's not the fame of a rapper or actor it's the fame for being me for being like just being who i am known for living out my passion and being pure being positive and being powerful that's what i want to be known for I don't, I don't want to take, and that's why it's probably taking me a long route, because I'm trying to be famous for being myself. Now, how do I get to being, like, that's, that's the part that I'm trying to figure out. How do I get there from here? I mean, I started the podcast. The podcast is doing well for itself. But sometimes I ask myself, do I see myself doing this podcast for 10 years? And my honest answer is no. Because I never see myself doing one thing for eternity. I always have to be doing something different. I realize I, they say I had ADHD. I have ADHD. Like I, when I did the research and I seen what ADHD means and what it meant, it's like, oh shit, they, 
I would be considered as someone who has ADHD. I can't stay focused on on one thing. That's why I'm never consistent, even on my podcast, because I don't be focused. I can't stay focused on one thing. When you go, if you were to go on my phone, and if you got an iPhone, you can see all the un, all the open apps that's on my phone. It's like I'm always on. Like my mind is everywhere, everywhere but nowhere. <laughs> but still, that's why I meditate a lot. That's why I stay focused, and that's what's gonna bring me to, to the next thing. Like I'm, meditation helps me for as as a black man in America. Because meditation keeps me in the present moment. Meditation keeps my mind from running or overthinking or like just being everywhere. So I will always encourage people to learn how to meditate, learn how to stay in this present moment. Let go of everything that you've been learned. I mean, you've been taught and like start over. That's also what you got to do. You got to start over everything you've been taught, especially uh if you was raised and your parents didn't really teach you matters, or if your parents didn't teach you how to be respectful, that's one thing my parents did teach me. They taught me to be respectful. And I'm parents, meaning my grandma, my great grandma, they raised us very strict. So when we went out into the world, we was very respectful. Even as kids, we, me and my four siblings would go out and everybody would tell my grandma, your kids is like, uh, they, what do you do? Like, they was always in awe of how we were when we was out in public, and all all the time, my grandma would say, "Just follow me home." But even when we got home, we wasn't even that bad because we always got whoopings. So, anyways, I don't know why I'm talking about that, but yeah, your the way you're brought up, the way that your parents raise you, will have a lot to do with how you react in this world today. Like I said, I was raised to be very respectful and just going into the military, that just added more discipline in me. So I'm very disciplined. And a lot of people don't have the background that I have to even be where I am at now, but you can get there. Like no matter what, because I still had a whole lot of adversary against me still to this day. I still manage. I mean, is there still obstacles that I have to overcome? And to the day that I die, that would be the case. No matter what, no matter how much money you got, no matter who you are, there's going to be adversity in your life if you're trying to go push forward because when you're going forward, there's so much, there's so much you haven't been through. There's so much you don't know. And when you encounter new things, it's hard to, I mean, it's easy to make mistakes because you don't know. That's with anything. But I'm going off the topic next thing keep a positive mindset you have to keep a positive mindset in this world like that means when i go out my thoughts are clear when i police if i get pulled over my thoughts are clear that means i ain't thinking like negative i'm not thinking what if i get shot what if something bad happens to me no my thoughts is pure because I know if you think negative, that negative thought is going to be sent to the person that's stopping you, that's pulling you over. You don't realize it, but if you think negative, that's going to probably trigger in that police like, oh, shit. And how you're raised, if you wasn't raised to be respectful to people, I mean, to authority, you 
automatically like it's the odds are against you so if your mindset ain't positive always and you have a negative you thinking negative and you're not raised right and you don't have no respect it's easy for things to happen in a negative way and i also like to believe that the universe don't make no mistakes so when i see police shootings and i see things happen on the internet or it's real life but it's on the internet i realize everything happens for a reason George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, these things happen for a reason. Whether it's time, I mean, repeating itself, because it's all, you can go back in history and see the same case happening over and over. So whether it's that, that's the case, or the universe trying to, or God trying to open our eyes to something, or whatever it is, I know everything happens for a reason. I know that as long as I keep my life straight as long as I know that what, what I've been doing to keep me alive this far then all I gotta do is give y'all that information because it'd be selfish of me to keep it to myself and not say nobody else but like I said this may not work for the next person but it won't hurt to try it won't hurt to try to be keep a positive mindset it won't hurt to try to meditate it won't hurt to try to be something different other than the rapper, athlete, or drug dealer. Next thing is let go of the victim mentality. That means, yes, slavery did happen. Yes, all these bad things did happen. But you also got to realize before slavery happened, we was kings. We was pharaohs. We wasn't just slaves. Like, y'all just looking at a 400 year history what about the whole thousand two thousand three thousand years about back when we was ruling the, the world y'all complain y'all we still hold on to the fact that we was slaves y you continue to stay a slave by holding on to the past so my thing is let go of that mentality let go of it yes it happened and if you keep thinking about it it's gonna happen again whether it's a us being in prison because that's still a case whether it's just a whole another system of slavery that we haven't even uh been open to that we're not even aware of because i'm pretty sure it's, it's a, still a whole bunch of ways of slavery that is more than just getting whipped on the back working for free well, we're not even just getting whipped on the back which is not having your freedom so let go of that victim mentality. If you're not in bondage today, if you're not in slavery today, physically, because that's what it is, you're not enslaved physically, but mentally you still are. And I'm not saying to everybody that's listening, because it's a lot of people that's listening that's probably conscious of who they are and they don't have this mentality, but this is just for anybody. And the last but not least was is find your true partner, find your team, find a team. And when you have your true partner, like if you have your wife or your husband and that person is truly meant for you, they will always like be your protector. Like they always have a protection. Of. It'll be protection. You'll be protected, basically. What I'm saying, because love protects. Uh, we have a person that you care for is so you protect that person with your energy so if you really don't have nobody on your side 
you don't have no family you don't got no team that's there with you and you there by yourself it's easy to become a victim of uh, circumstances that happens all the time and yeah that concludes this podcast on how i stay alive i mean how i survive being black in america like i said this may not help for everybody else but this just what works for me and thank you guys for tuning in this wasn't a long podcast but yeah thank you guys for tuning in uh love you guys peace